0: I'm back! Welcome to Sports Frenzy 2.0. Happy Blackout Wednesday here as we record on November 24th. Happy Thanksgiving as it drops tomorrow on November 25th. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height,
1: And I'm a maestro Kevin Crane. And aren't you happy you don't have to listen to me drone on and on <laughs> for an hour and a half by myself?
0: Oh, this is going to be a Fun NFL segment, kids. Absolute pandemonium coming out of the Windy City.
1: Yes, because, of course, Matt Nagy has to deny rumors that he's going to be fired
0: (laughs) after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so what was it? Tuesday morning, news breaks. Sources say Nagy will be fired after the Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions. Well, that's great. 3 hours later, Nagy appears for his regular press conference, and this is an hour after Tabor, their special teams coach, addresses the media and has to defer all these damn questions. And where's the front office? Nowhere to be found. Ownership silence. It's crickets. And Nagy's like, no, this is news to me. I've been out on the practice field. This is the first I'm hearing as I'm coming to the podium. No, I haven't sat down with Ted Phillips, George McCaskey, or Ryan Pace since last week for one of our regularly scheduled meetings. So I don't know what's going on. This is inaccurate. I haven't been told anything.
1: And of course, the problem is the Bears are coming off an embarrassing 16 to 13 loss to the Ravens. The backup quarterback,
0: Huntley, leads a last minute winning drive.
1: So, this only fuels these kind of rumors and speculation that were already out there before this game.
0: Third and of course, just, straight horrible loss after a bye.
1: And of course, Justin Fields gets hurt. Rib injury doesn't help the, the situation. But Andy Dalton comes in, plays relatively well. Yeah. But the thing that's working against Nagy is that this would be the perfect time to fire a head coach because after the Thanksgiving Day game, you have a long week for an interim coach to come in and prepare and get himself into the locker room and get involved.
0: Right. You would have thought, all right, ownership silence means, okay, this is probably true that it's going to happen. But no, over 24 hours later, this afternoon, George McCaskey, ownership, goes into the locker room to address the team to let everybody know that Nagy will not be fired after the Thanksgiving Day game. Oh my God, I have never seen, they have got to be the most inept ownership in all of professional sports. And that's saying something because there's some awful owners out there. Oh yeah,
1: ask anybody in New York <laughs> about either of those teams.
0: Oh god.
1: But again, the like incompetence
0: you said, and stupidity boggles the mind. We
1: all know he needs to go. They're 3 and 7. He has botched everything with the transition to Justin Fields.
0: Yeah. Every year he's been there, the offense and defense have gotten worse. The on-field performance has shown Zero improvement. It's gone the opposite way. They have regressed, and there's no excuse for that. It is not a good fit.
1: And of course, Khalil Mack is now out for the year. He opted to have uh, surgery on his foot, so the defense isn't going to get any better.
0: No, and no, it's and the thing is, if they fire him, if they fire him, who's going to take over? Laser, laser, or Tabor. But it does does doesn't do you any good to fire him now. See, I don't think, other think so. than appe- I don't think so. It does no good other than maybe to appease the fan base. It does not get the team any closer to finding a better coach. It does nothing for the players. I, they're better off waiting until the end of the season now. And how
1: often does putting an interim guy in actually work out? Very rarely. If we had somebody on the staff that I really liked, that I really had faith in, maybe. But I don't see anybody on this staff that I could see stepping in, lighting a fire for the last month and a half under these guys, and, and making this team perform so much better that I would say, that's the guy I want.
0: Yeah, it's not there. It's like in Dallas. Let's look at Dallas, for example. See, now, if it would have been last year, you could have kept Fangio. Oh, a couple or, years ago. Or two ago, years, couple ago, years Two ago. years ago. You have to go
1: a couple years back. If, that, if Fangio yeah. would
0: have still been right, here, right. you could slide him in, and that would have been okay.
1: Right. Right. But like you look at Dallas, but, if Mike McCarthy failed this year, he's av- obviously doing better than anticipated based on what happened last year. But Kellen Moore, they would have been probably happy to slide Kellen Moore in to take over as head coach. If you've got somebody, like you said, Fangio a couple years back that you have confidence in, that's fine. Then go ahead, pull the trigger midseason, make the move. But there's nobody on this staff right now where I go, I'd love to see this guy get a chance.
0: Yeah. No, you've got guys, you've got a rookie defensive coordinator. Right. You've got an offensive coordinator who's been fired how many times? For not doing anything and laser right so there's nothing there
1: right welcome to the hell that is being a chicago bears fan kids and of course we'll get to them again later on when we get to our football picks where we're picking every single game on the pro slate i just couldn't resist there's there's
0: some really good matchups and some dogs but not, they're going to be close too many games. many dogs, though. Yeah, it's going to be close games.
1: Yeah, and the biggest dog <coughs> when I picked is actually one of the more enticing games. I was shocked at the point spread, but we'll get to that. We'll get. To we'll that. get there. We've got some news on injuries outside of, of course, we talked about Khalil Mack. Chris Carson is done for the year for the Seattle Seahawks. their, Ugh, their season is wreck. spiraling down the toilet.
0: That, wow. That's an organization right now that I don't see any way for the tidal wave to ebb out on their downfall right now. Now, who
1: takes the hit? Because now we've, we're seeing the frustration. Pete Carroll walked out on the post game interview after they lost yet again. Yeah. <sighs> dropped to what? Three and seven? Yep. They're- Which we, I don't know. In the last
0: decade and a half, have we seen Seattle this bad? It's been a long time. Well, probably since they made the playoffs and now under 500 team. And
1: with Marshawn Lynch and the whole big run that set off the seismograph and all that crap. But Russell Wilson, something's wrong. Yeah. He broke the finger. Did they rush him back? Because that offense looks terrible. They look
0: completely out of sync. Now, is it him? Is it the play calling preparation? But again, Chris Carson, now you've lost your lead running back.
1: Now Jason Collins is not that great of a, a guy. No to be your lead back. You've got two stud receivers, though. That's the thing. You should be able
0: to generate. But Wilson more can't offense. get on the ball. His biggest complaint is they never let me throw down field. They never let me throw down field. Well, it doesn't look like you can throw downfield right now. That's why I'm saying, did they rush him back? They, too I think soon? they did, but then again, Carroll has never been one to go deep anyway. He's always had the short game, the running game. He won't make that deep threat a viable option.
1: In other news in the NFL, Adrian Peterson out after three games with the Titans <sighs> now. I don't see anything that Peterson did wrong other than the fact that he's not the explosive back he used to be. But what are their other options? What what purpose does it serve to get rid of him when he was he can still grind out 3 yards a carry?
0: Yeah, he was doing fine. Yeah. He
1: was serviceable for them as an option. And now we're starting to see the cracks in the Titans foundation without Derrick Henry. Yeah. And how weak that team really is without him as a threat coming out of the backfield.
0: Yeah, and the, the blocking is not there for pass protection.
1: They've if there's a, not a threat for the running game. And they have got a big test coming up this week.
0: Yes, yes, they do.
1: Cowboys, Amari Cooper tested positive for COVID, unvaccinated. So he missed last week. He will miss Thanksgiving as well.
0: Yeah, no, But that's not that big a hit. Because they got Michael Gallup back. Right.
1: If there's one place where the Cowboys could take a hit on the depth chart, it's wide receiver.
0: Right. And but, then, but, but then I've, C.D. Lamb got Larry hurt during Cooper that fan. game.
1: But then C.D. Lamb got concussion
0: he did. So during that see... game.
1: So then that really tore into their wide receiver depth. Now, I think C.D. Lamb will be back for the Raiders game on Thanksgiving. But, yeah, I'm with you. Amari Cooper never impressed me, not with, with the Raiders.
0: No, I always thought he was overrated. He's a very hit-and-miss guy.
1: Very hit-and-miss guy. He'll have those games where he'll he'll blow up and he'll have eight catches for 200 yards and two touchdowns. And, and then and he'll, he'll disappear. Have
0: a, he'll disappear and have six drops and yeah. can't get over it. Yeah, and he'll
1: go two, three weeks, and he'll have a total of <clears throat> ten catches.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, of course— He's, little,
0: he's like Odell Beckham.
1: we've talked about this. He's like so many of these prima donna receivers, you know, this year, ask me about DeAndre Hopkins, how I feel (laughs) about him.
0: He's right there with you at the top of the list.
1: Oh, all right. And the Giants, of course, in their pathetic desperation, we talked about the state of New York football briefly here real quick, how Jets and Giants fans, can't understand how both of those teams in one city have been so bad for so long. And the Giants finally pulled the trigger after losing 30 to 10 to the Buccaneers Monday night in embarrassing fashion. Get rid of Jason Garrett as their
0: offensive coordinator. Oh, gee, there's a shock.
1: I don't understand what the what
0: the Why appeal they... was to begin with with him. Because he was Dallas's head coach.
1: Oh, for the love of God, we've seen how that's worked out over the past two decades. Abysmally. Dave Campo, does that name ring a bell? (laughs) It shouldn't, but he was a former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Say no more. It's the New York retread. Of course, we have a new contender for MVP. MVP. And I am all for somebody other than a quarterback winning this. I was all for Derrick Henry before he got injured. And now Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts.
0: Man, that was a performance and a half. That was a performance weekend. of a
1: year to this How point. How about the decade? Five touchdowns going in to beat one, at least the beginning of the year, one of these Super Bowl favorites.
0: And just... Annihilating them on his own. Yeah. You looked at the stat, you looked at the score, and you think, holy cow, Wentz had a great game. Wentz didn't do a damn thing. Wentz did nothing. He threw for like 100 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. You look at the fantasy points. Wentz is my backup. I sat him. He got 10 and a half fantasy points. Taylor put up, what was it? 50. Hold on. My wife texted me at work You figure five touchdowns
1: is 30 right there.
0: Yeah. Hold on. I will have that for you.
1: While Dave is looking that up, we'll hit some other things here. Money, 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 money. Dallas Goddard somehow gets a four-year, $59 million extension with the Eagles. I don't understand how a mediocre tight end. three
0: point four fantasy points. Yeah, in one game. In one game.
1: MVP. I know you don't, you people, you snobs in the NFL don't like to acknowledge fantasy football. That's big stuff right there. Those are big numbers for one week. And this guy's been consistent for the Colts all season. Right. As I mentioned, Dallas Goddard gets a four year, $59 million extension. I don't understand how you're giving a mediocre tight Why? end that kind of money. There's no reason for that. <coughs> He's not even a, he, a borderline top 10, maybe? Maybe? That's end.
0: pushing it. Taysom Hill. Oh Somehow, my god! is this the luckiest man in the NFL? How in the hell did he get this kind of deal?
1: Granted, it's contingent on whether or not he's a starting quarterback, but still, if he does not start as quarterback, he still is getting a four-year $40 million extension.
0: Yeah, and what to was be it a 25 U- guaranteed
1: to be pretty much a utility guy right now if he ends up being the starting quarterback it jumps it could possibly jump all the way up to 95 million
0: yeah I mean that's just insane
1: and this is the problem I have with Sean Payton as much as I love him as a head coach he thinks he's outsmarting the room he's this is where he's different than Bill Belichick Bill Belichick plays within a certain set of parameters. He knows, I have to have defense. I have to run the ball. I have to have a quarterback who completes 70% of his passes. He doesn't screw around with that formula. Whereas Sean Payton, he wants, he wants a quarterback who's like a Swiss Army knife. He wants a quarterback <laughs> to do it. So obviously, this is this spell the end for Jameis Winston?
0: Who knows? Who knows what? Peyton wants from one week to the next, let alone one series to the next. That still blows my mind that
1: <clears throat> maybe he needs drafting be- Ian book, having Jameis Winston, of course, that's an injury issue, but now he's going through quarterback after quarterback. And he decides again to go with Taysom Hill, who has proven next to nothing in terms of being he able to run. He
0: can catch. He's not Jalen Hurts.
1: Jalen Hurts can throw the damn ball. Jalen Hurts has proven to me this year, that kid was underrated. He is like Lamar Jackson. He is the guy who can throw and run the ball. But but Sean Payton is fixated on Taysom Hill for some
0: reason. And it's just supposedly all the intangibles. But he's been a one-trick pony. You know, he's going to be running. He will not throw. He has not proven he can throw the
1: ball, yet he keeps getting extension after extension after extension. I don't get it. Uh, Sean Payton's trying to be like the mad genius and is driving me insane. (laughs) Final note before we move on to last week's games and then this week's picks. We talked about it the whole mess with the St. Louis Rams slash Los Angeles Rams mess. They settled now. They decided to pay the city of St. Louis $790 million for Stan Kroenke's mess.
0: Yep. Now, this we talked about it. Kroenke originally said he was going to pay for it. But then he backed off and wanted fellow owners to chip in. We still don't know what the percentage is. Right. right. That we're waiting to hear. It settles four and a half years of this lawsuit. And what I... Th- there's there's no promise on the NFL's part to consider St. Louis for the next expansion team. That was already in there. But this prevents the NFL and the owners from having to disclose at trial their financial records. Mm, mm,
1: very, very interesting. Because
0: the judge and the appellate courts on the NFL's appeal... They had to be made public during trial to help the jury determine what would have been a fair settlement if it had gone that far.
1: Ah, there you go. So,
0: there you go. The NFL and the owners did not want that information coming out because that would have hosed them and the next CBA.
1: Great investigative reporting by the Conquistador there, kids. There's your deep dig. All right, looking back at last week's games, we talked about the Colts, how they, in Buffalo, Jonathan Taylor single handedly destroyed the Bills. And now you got to wonder are the
0: Bills legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Are the Colts? You got to look because that Bills defense that was playing so well. The thing we
1: learned last weekend is that every single team is flawed, and flawed badly in some way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can go week to week. You don't really know who is going to come out on top.
1: The Vikings hold off the Packers in Minnesota 34-31. to Now are the Vikings... And I will admit, I screwed everything (sighs) up. When I was looking at my entire picture of the NFL to start the year, I'd forgotten completely that we were going to the whole... One team gets to buy three wild card scenario. Oh, so yeah. now there's that extra team that's going to get in. So now a five and five team's not looking too bad right now.
0: No, they're. That's not.
1: That's why it's is Minnesota at five and five now. All of a sudden, a legitimate contender.
0: They have they have been in
1: every game for the most. And part. Kirk Cousins has got to be the most frustrating quarterback in history. He is so <laughs> accurate. But he makes stupid decisions. Mike Shanahan knew what he was doing when he was forced to take Robert Griffin III, third, but he came back and said, I'll show Dan Snyder. I'll take the guy who's gonna be better with Kirk Cousins, and he was right. But yeah. Kirk Cousins is still not a quote unquote winner.
0: No, he's not. He one playoff he is, win in his yeah, career? He he is known to make that stupid decision that costs his team a win.
1: Right. We talked about the Eagles. They beat up on the Saints in Philadelphia.
0: Cam Newton, well, that didn't last long. No, one, one week. And then he, where did the Niners come out all of a sudden the last couple weeks?
1: It's we will because see we if called can, them out. Yeah, we called Kyle Shanahan out, said he was a fraud.
0: And here you go.
1: And again, because they're back to 500, now they're in the wild card picture. Uh, the Chiefs-Cowboys matchup
0: was just a disaster. God, that was just pitiful. A battle both of sides. field goals for the most part. Yeah, that was just an ugly, ugly game. It wasn't so much good defense. It was inept offense. Right.
1: But it did turn out the way you and I picked. The Chiefs did win at home. The Cowboys are still not as good as their record indicates. No. And then we mentioned the Seahawks are done. That was their last stand, in my opinion, hosting the Cardinals with Colt McCoy, and they still got beat by
0: 10. That tells me that That's Seattle's a telling narrative. Done. And this could be the swan song for Carol.
1: And then finally, the the Sunday night game was an absolute shootout, crazy-ass game
0: between the Chargers and the Steelers.
1: Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 41-37, the LA Chargers ended up holding off the Steelers. but, But good grief. Yeah, two supposedly great defenses.
0: Disappear.
1: Yeah. I don't know if there is a great defense out there right now. I really don't. It's week to week. It, it is. really is week to week. All right, so as I mentioned, we picked all 15 games for this upcoming schedule going from Thanksgiving tomorrow, Thursday the 25th, all the way through Monday night the 29th. We're going to pick and choose here. We're not going to run through the whole slate, yep. but we will do all the Thanksgiving games.
0: Yep. Starting with our Bears at the Lions. I I really considered taking the Lions over this incompetent, inept Bears team, but it's the Lions. They find a way to lose. This is going to be that one game that the Bears come back.
1: This is going to be yet another embarrassment, another nail in the coffin from Matt Nagy. No Allen Robinson, no Khalil Mack. Jared Goff is coming back. I know that's not a huge upgrade from whoever they got off the uh, checkout lane at Martin's last week to play quarterback who almost beat the Browns, by the way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But again, they found a way not to win.
1: I know. But this Lions team is not the worst team in history. They tied the Steelers two weeks ago. They will, the bears deserve to lose this game. They will lose this game.
0: (sighs) Agreed, but it's the Lions.
1: Raiders at Cowboys everybody agrees the Cowboys are shot or the, the, the Raiders, the, the Raiders, are, Raiders shot. are shot the Raiders are shot the Cowboys, Cowboys should lose in this one The Bills at Saints uh, it's a tough call but I'm still going to say that the hype for the Bills <clears> the promise of the Bills that roster McDermott's a good head coach they and again, Sean able Payton to... just outthinks himself week after week. He's done this now. He's still stuck with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. You know, no Michael Thomas. Kamara should be back. Should that be, but you me. don't
0: know. You that don't scares know.
1: me. If Kamara, because the Saints <clears> the <throat> last couple Thanksgivings have played really well. But I can't see the Bills Playing dropping another, another
0: game. No, not back-to-back. Everybody,
1: we've got seven of our eight expert picks in. Everybody who's got their picks in are taking the Bills. Steelers at Bengals. This is a big one. Again, the Steelers looked halfway decent against the Chargers, but that, that defense was missing Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. So Justin Herbert tore them to shreds. Now, if they get one or both of those guys back for this game, the Bengals looked sharp, but the again, Bengals they beat up have... on the Raiders, who we admit are falling by the wayside after the whole
0: John Gruden, Henry Rugg scandal. Right. With all of that, I'm still going to take the Bengals at home. The Steelers have not really played all that well on the road.
1: And Joe Burrow could have one of those games like he did against the Bears where he throws three picks and three passes.
0: you never know.
1: Yeah. This one, that scares me. That game really scares me. But I'll take the Bengals along with you. Everybody but Nick and Aaron, they go with Pittsburgh. I'm going against the Buccaneers.
0: Buccaneers (laughs) and Colts. You know, I was on the fence with this one, but I just couldn't see the Colts going back to back like that. here's what i was looking at the buccaneers
1: run defense is fantastic they will be able to limit jonathan taylor but as great as everybody says tom brady is which he is great as the wide receiver core is i'm gonna say blasphemy here and say frank reich is a better head coach than bruce Arians. and at home i think Reich will out-coach Arians. He'll make the adjustments that need to be made. Carson Wentz, doofus that he is, <laughs> will somehow enough. do enough. He'll hit Michael Pittman Jr. a
0: couple times. And Taylor will not be held down completely. He's no. that good. And this could, be one of, could also be one of those games. It's Brady against the Colts.
1: I say it's going to be like a 24-21. The Colts will win.
0: I've, I've got more confidence in Brady on this one.
1: Nick and Aaron are with me on this. So we right now we're a 4-3 split, split in favor of the Bucks. We'll skip down to the Titans and Patriots. This is the game I was alluding to earlier Oof. where I can't believe a 6.5-point opening spread in favor of the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are hot, but check the standings. The Titans are at the top of the AFC. How embarrassing is that that they're being put as a six
0: and a half point dog on yeah, the road. But you gotta look at the Patriots defense has been playing stellar lights yeah, out. Yeah,
1: thanks for bringing that up, Dave, because that <laughs> helped you beat me in fantasy football this week when I saw the, what, 30-plus points there. 32 out. points, the shutout,
0: four sacks. I was already
1: picks. destroyed Thursday night before <laughs> we even got into the weekend. Good Lord. Now I had them on another team, so I was happy about that. Yeah, so. because I was
0: looking, all right, who am I gonna pick? And I'm looking at the Patriots over the last month and what they have been doing. And, and this is why And where the Titans offense is starting to scuffle. They
1: don't again, why do you cut Adrian Peterson? You have nobody else. So now you're gonna put it all on Ryan Tannehill. Who, who knows can't? Jones can't get on the field because, as always, he's injured. Another prima donna receiver who either doesn't like his team or won't play for his team or can't get on the field. Yeah, and they and, have no weapons for Ryan Tannehill.
0: No, and this is this is why Miami let Tannehill go because he cannot be the guy to take it all on.
1: Right, he's not a lateral thinker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to skip some of the trash games. Um, Rams at Packers is a big one, but I Uh, don't think the boys from
0: SoCal can play in 30-degree weather. No,
1: I will go with Mr. Lateral Thinker on this one. Yep, agreed. Uh, Nick and Doug disagree, though. They go with the Rams. Everybody else takes the Packers. And then uh, finally, we talked about the Vikings. We talked about the 49ers. This is a big one. Five and five for both teams. Big implications for the wild card in the NFC. You and I disagree on we this. We do.
0: You are going with the resurgent Niners. I am going to go with the Packers on this one. The Vikings. Or the Vikings, sorry. No. I was looking at the wrong yeah. line.
1: Nope, nope. Yeah. We're 4-3 split right now. Dave, yeah. Sam, and Bill take the Vikings. The other four of us take the Niners. Yeah, the
0: Vikings taking the Packers out might have... Been enough to give them that little push for a week or two i just
1: like the way the niners beat up on the rams oh my god i love that two weeks ago
0: there you go all
1: right kids ncaa football coming up stay tuned we will be right back she walked into my office just as i was reaching for the bottle in my bottom desk drawer legs till tuesday lips like pillows I want to hire you, she said, to find Sports Frenzy 2.0. "Doll," I said, that would be the easiest case ever. Sports Frenzy 2.0 is on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, everywhere you listen to podcasts. She nodded to herself, sat down and smiled. I grabbed two glasses. Life was good. And so is Sports Frenzy 2.0. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Yes, we are too stuffed up. Just getting over colds, dudes. Talking about football, basketball, hockey, baseball. This segment is all about NCAA football. Taping here on the 24th of November, Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Turkey Day to all of you and your friends, families, and loved ones. Travel safe to those of you on the road.
0: Cincinnati finally made it! Finally, number four in the (laughs) CFP rankings. Dave is actually
1: wearing Cincinnati colors. He's got the uh, the black and the red going. Yep.
0: So, oh, beautiful day, and it just took Oregon getting their asses handed to them. We knew it was going to take
1: one of those top teams getting beat up to clear out that path for Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens coming down to the SEC championship game with georgia and alabama and i have heard
1: conspiracy theories saying that there is a built-in fail safe somewhere somehow for the the committee to get both of them in
0: that's bullshit absolute bullshit because you cannot have a two-loss alabama if they do lose to georgia still in the top four
1: they will they'll find a way Now if Cincinnati runs the table. They will get in now.
0: Yeah, you cannot, you knock, cannot them out. knock
1: them out. If at you all. knock them out now, I don't care if they win by one point or forty points. If they go undefeated, you let them in every, right now. Every, this every way, house, you let them
0: in. Every house owned by people on the CFP committee will be burned to the ground by football <laughs> fans across the country. But watch what happens
1: with Alabama Georgia. I'm just saying what Alabama listen, should win the Iron Bowl against Auburn this week and that will set up the class the SCC championship. You just watch unless Michigan pulls out the impossible which no. most of us looking really? at our picks none of us believe will happen. Yeah. They're not beating Ohio State, so they're not going to be a factor. Then that opens it up for only Notre Dame can Oklahoma State make it. Through? I don't think they'll give Oklahoma State the slot. I don't think they will. That's going to be interesting. You're right,
0: though. Oklahoma State has to get by Oklahoma.
1: But if they do, I'm telling you, there is a fail-safe in place.
0: This with is two-loss,
1: A two-loss two Alabama team will slip in in the four slot, and they will play Georgia again in the first round. And nobody wants to see that. Cincinnati will slide
0: up to three. They will play Ohio State. Nobody wants to keep seeing two games between Alabama and Georgia, except Alabama and Georgia fans. I'm sorry. I am sick of this crap. We don't need it. It's absolute absurdity.
1: It's the problem with the system this committee that they hired to start doing this they're idiots i'm sorry they're in you, the pocket of the you say this conferences. is a you say this is a blue ribbon panel no they're not no they're idiots they don't understand i have always said go back to the way it was 30 40 years ago just vote them in let the writers vote in the best play the best team i don't i don't care about these bowls anymore i really don't Because like you said, every year, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, every goddamn
0: year, whether they actually belong there or not, how many years do you have undefeated teams who should actually have an opportunity to play get looked over because, oh, they're not in a Power Five conference? Well, guess what? The Power Five conferences are shit, too. They are not all that. Just because they have the big names doesn't mean they're any good.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. The Big Ten, outside of Ohio State, has not had a great team in a long time. The Pac-12 has not had a great team in a long time. The
0: SEC has two teams. Right. Otherwise, it's a crap fest.
1: Right. The Big 12, they beat up on each other to the point where you can't really tell if there is a good team there. Because they're solid.
0: I I like the Big 12 because they play so competitively against each other, better than what you get in the SEC.
1: Yep. And the ACC outside of Clemson is an absolute joke. And I'm saying that as a Miami Hurricanes fan. It's an absolute joke. If Clemson's not involved, look at it right now. Look at it right now. Are we even talking about an ACC team even close to getting in? Nope. Because they're a, a crap fest this year. An absolute crap fest. When it's all said and done, Clemson will still end up being the best, even though they lost three games early.
0: Yeah, and there is no blue-ribbon schools anymore. No. You have got to stop taking these Power Five conferences as the be-all, end-all, because they are not all that. They're just as wishy-washy skewed top to bottom as any other conference. You can recruit
1: all the top 100 ESPN recruits. The blue ribbon, blue chip kids doesn't mean, number one, their attitude's going to be there. That they're going to perform. Doesn't mean their performance is going to be there. Whereas if you get a coach who brings in the second tier guys at a Cincinnati or a Boise State. Who have a chip on their shoulder, something to prove. And a better head coach could actually do something like we're seeing this year with Cincinnati. Yep. Do not disparage them. Do not do not keep them down. You've let them into the top four now. If they win out, don't you dare kick them out of the top four. Like Dave said, there will be hell to pay. College football fans will revolt against this crap. Anybody outside of Tuscaloosa, South Bend, Columbus, Athens. We're done with it. We're done with it. And now we're look we're gonna head into a season, an off season, where some of the biggest college football coaching openings are gonna be out there. We've got LSU. We've got USC. We could potentially have Miami. You've got Florida. Florida's out there now because Dan Mullen just got fired for one bad year. One, one bad year. Bad That's year. all it takes. In one of these top-tier programs, you have one bad year. Dan Mullen just found
0: out. Yeah. Oh, and gee, what conference is he in?
1: The SEC,
0: Dave. <laughs> anyway, So and now so- Penn State. Also, just re-signed Franklin to a new ten-year deal. Panic, panic, panic move. mode,
1: panic move. Yeah, because they were scared Franklin was going to go to USC or to LSU. Ten-year deal, a seven-point-five million-dollar base salary per year.
0: Yep, plus bonuses for whatever right. they do. Right, but man,
1: and what is for James- state- all James Franklin did? And I'm not saying this is insignificant, but he was the one that kept them away from the Joe Paterno shadow, the Joe Paterno scandal. He, he was finally the one that came in and out said, of the. We dark. can be. We can be a credible football program again. Not great. They have not been
0: great. No, they have not. They have they been have good, been, but not great. They have. There was a lot of rebuilding to do, though. Right. So, I, yeah, I give him credit for that.
1: But, wow, this is a massive deal to give to a guy who's really never gotten you close to the Final Four.
0: Yeah. i this, 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 this is almost like Iowa keeping Ferencz there.
1: <sighs> yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, I think Penn State thinks they're more lofty. They're better than
0: Iowa. So in that respect,
1: I think this is a little bit more of a panic move.
0: Historically, Penn State had been near the top echelon of college football. Right. Now, of course, we talked about
1: LSU and how that job's opening up here with Ed Orgeron stepping down. I have seen now that they have admitted they're down to three candidates, and they're not going for any big names. Baylor's Dave Mm -hmm. Aranda. Louisiana, Lafayette's Billy Napier, and Ooh. Iowa State's Matt Campbell are supposedly the three final candidates for that job.
0: Very interesting. So they're staying away you know, from the I'm, big names. I'm intrigued by them staying in-state.
1: With Louisiana, La- Lafayette's Billy Napier? Uh-huh. I think they're going to go with Baylor. I think they're going to coach. More high-profile poaching. That, that program... And this is kind of what happened with Miami back in the day, except Miami coaches were getting poached to go to the pros, Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson with Baylor. Now you're starting to see Matt rule. He was the one that resurrected that program. And then he goes to Carolina in the pros. And now if Dave Aranda goes to LSU to me, then I want the Baylor job because that tells me the Baylor job has got a solid foundation, recruiting base. These coaches are getting high profile, big time jobs. Yeah. I want to be the next Baylor head coach. I'll tell you what, I think Baylor more attractive than Miami right now. I'll Baylor would be
0: a more high profile job than Miami.
1: The U might have that stature, but it's 20 years
0: removed from when they were a great national power yeah baylor has been a solid program they have been consistent yes now i'll tell you this okay i just as a miami fan
1: disparaged my team i will tell you this i wouldn't touch usc with a 10-foot pole oh i'd rather go to miami than usc usc has
0: fallen so far i take baylor program then i take miami Then I take USC. The worst thing to happen to USC was when they brought Pat Hayden in as their athletic director.
1: Well, Lane Kiffin didn't do many favors either when he, you know, did his his leapfrog stuff with them. Lane
0: Kiffin and then Sarkeesian with his whole drunken fiasco out there. Yeah, and how's that
1: worked out? You know, I still think Steve Sarkeesian has talent, but this has been an abject train wreck disaster. With him
0: taking over Texas. Yeah. USC has been nothing since uh, Pete Carroll left. Or Ant Orgeron. <laughs>
1: it's, yeah, USC has not had any kind of stability. No. So you can rip on the Hurricanes all you want. You can rip on LSU all you want, although LSU standards are so high. They don't know anybody can live up to them.
0: And how is LSU standards so high?
1: They've had Nick Saban. <laughs> They've had Ed Orgeron They've win a title for them. Two
0: titles. Three.
1: Three. Three.
0: Okay. Three. All right. Three different coaches, three titles. But still, that does not put them in the upper pantheon of college no, football. No, it tells me there's no stability. Right. Everybody jumps ship for something better. Right. But at, with that rabbit base, with that recruiting.
1: That's why I admire as much as we rip on the corrupt system. That is the national college football playoff system. I admire Nick Saban beyond belief. I admire Davos Swinney beyond belief because they've been there for a long time and they have built a foundation. They have built the program and they said, this is who I am. Come beat me bitches. Come beat me. There you go. Whereas we, we hear Jimbo Fisher, Something I'm going to say from state here to there, there to LSU, Lane Kiffin does the same thing. Build a goddamn foundation. Be happy with who you are.
0: Start Be somewhere a god. and
1: do it. Be a god somewhere. That's how I look at it. Be a god. Nick Saban is a god in Tuscaloosa. Dabo Swinney is a god at Clemson. You know, never have yeah. to buy a drink again in those Ever. cities
0: why don't you i would i would love even to though be that saving as persona non grata down in south florida <laughs> for the debacle you that know what they do? the you know what in. they
1: do you know what they do and you picked you picked a great example they want to be jimmy johnson yeah because they because, want to be able to because, say miami and dallas there's two cities i don't have to ever buy a drink in ever again
0: yeah they want that
1: yeah, guess what? They can't what? be happy it with one. Failed.
0: They have to have two. And that's why Saban left LSU was to jump to the NFL. Right. And he couldn't But have he to. learned his lesson. He was not an NFL coach. He, he learned his lesson, and in now in Alabama. Football. I don't think
1: he he's after Alabama, he's done. He learned his lesson. Yep. You're right, but he learned his lesson. Good for him. He is now a god in Tuscaloosa.
0: Yep. He is forever cemented in college football history.
1: All right, real quick, to recap what our teams did this past week, Miami is now bowl eligible. They beat up on Virginia Tech 38 to 26. And of course, immediately after the game, I hear rumors that Lane Kiffin might come to the hurricanes. Oh for like, the love no, of God. no, 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 no. Oh Lord, I'd rather have Danny oh, Diaz
0: back. Than- but, but weren't you Kiffin. just singing Lane Kiffin's praises that if he just stays somewhere? Well, stay at Mississippi! Stay at Mississippi! But don't you want him to stay at Miami and possibly build that up? No. <laughs> Jesus God. Because you know his ADD is going to kick in, and he's going to jump ship to somewhere oh else God, in two no. years. It's like a Kardashian. Well, the sixth husband's the,
1: the better one than the fifth. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Lane Kiffin's already worn out his welcome to too many places. No. <laughs> no. Of course, Notre Dame wins. Very, Jesus. to me, impressively. I mean, that was Georgia a Tech's full-on. not great. But a
0: fifty-five to nothing blowout—that that was impressive. the most complete game you have seen on both sides of the ball from the Irish. Yeah,
1: and that's why they're gaining momentum again. Everything fell their way. The schedule turned out to be a lot easier than we originally thought. They're beating who they were supposed to, except for Cincinnati.
0: But you're seeing a strong Cincinnati team. Right.
1: Right. So that's the only hope the Irish have is that Cincinnati stumbles. Which I'm not putting out of the rumble possibility. No, they've got a tough game coming up. Got to bring this up. Got to bring this up before we get to our last week's picks and next week's picks. The Big 12 suspended two Texas Tech radio announcers <laughs> for going too far <laughs> In their criticism of the officials (coughs) (laughs) in in a win over Iowa. They won the game. Keep this in mind. They ended up winning the game over Iowa State. They basically listed every official on air, the name of every official, claimed that the head official might have brain damage, (laughs) called out by name, the big 12 commissioner and basically said the big 12 does not want Texas tech to win this game. They want Iowa state to win this game. And this is a game that Texas tech ended up winning anyway. You know what? I'm
0: sorry. I think that's brilliant (laughs) calls. Why not? You're there to give analysis in your opinion. I love it. That, that is the heart of what Sports Frenzy is.
1: I know, but that's why we don't get a gig on the national networks, <laughs> is because we agree that that's awesome, but they that's got in trouble. brilliant, for it. though. <laughs> I applaud them. You guys send your resumes into Sports Frenzy, <laughs> <laughs> we'll review them. We might have a spot for you. <laughs> All right, last week's games. Not all of them. We're not going to go through all of them. But the highlights, we picked Or the lowlights. Clemson did beat up on number 13 Wake Forest. Yep, you and I were the only ones. Everybody was in love with that Wake Forest offense. And what did we
0: say? Clemson's defense was going to ruin their day. They were going to be at their peak. And Clemson's offense was starting to get into shape.
1: Clemson wins easily 48-27. You can thank the Conquistador and I for that pick. Oklahoma did hang on and beat Iowa State, although they're still not looking impressive.
0: No, no, they're they're struggling a little bit there.
1: Florida uh, continues to wallow in misery. Of course, they fired Dan Mullen. This was the one that had to have done it. Overtime, losing it Missouri, Missouri 24-23. to And
0: not a good Missouri team. No, no. And there were such high expectations for Florida this year. The way they started strong and they just dropped off a cliff. UCLA absolutely blast
1: the doors off of USC at USC. Of course, it's an intercity rivalry. So but home game. Still, was, yeah. 62 to 33.
0: No defense. Yeah. Again, just,
1: like we said earlier. I wouldn't want that USC job for nothing right now. No. And then finally, we mentioned Oregon got knocked out of that top four slot. Big time. 38-7 to
0: drubbing. Wow. I saw it. I saw it coming. I did not see that big of a disparity in the score.
1: Yep, Utah really just
0: I, – I, Oregon, like Oklahoma, I look at those
1: two in the same way this year. They were winning, but not impressively. Not as impressively as they should have been winning. Yeah. So I could kind of see that one coming down the road, although Utah had disappointed a time or two earlier this year. So it was a tricky pick. Glad it worked out for me in the end. There you go. <laughs> Of course, Dave is winning in our football picks competition, so he can sit there and, and chuckle and laugh all he wants. But yeah, he but it was a, it was an awful star. it
0: was an awful week for me in college picks last we're week. We're
1: still barely fifty five percent straight up. We should be doing so much better than this. This is wrong, just wrong.
0: Well, it's because we're picking the close games now.
1: Yeah, there are no gimmies in the slate this year, so. Hopefully, by the time we get through this massive slate this week, uh, and the great equalizer, which are the bowl picks.
0: That's always a crap shoot as it is.
1: All right, Dave, why don't you kick us off with Thursday night's game.
0: Uh, Mississippi at Mississippi State. This is going to be, as the big blue W would say, a ding-dong <laughs> dilly. I, I agree. This is going to be probably, if not the
1: best game of the whole weekend for college football one of the top three.
0: Yeah, I am I am going out on an island so far as the only one taking the home team, Mississippi State. I can see it because the Pirates at home. The Pirate versus Kiffin. This is one of those games I see the Pirate taking it out on him and Lane is known to blow a big game and this is a rivalry. Yeah, what is this, the Corn Bowl or something like that? The Some, Corn Pone. Yeah, something like something that. Something, <laughs> I don't
1: know. But, uh, yeah, everybody else is taking Mississippi. I just, I think Mississippi is a little more talented, but it would not shock me if Mike Leach the Pirate comes through again.
0: Yeah, i I, I, I had Mississippi down and I changed it at the last minute, so we'll see if that bites me in the ass or not.
1: Your island picks have been pretty good this year. They've been better more often than not. And for those of you who don't understand what an island pick is, that means you are the only one out of the entire panel that takes that pick. Yeah. Duh. All right. Friday, I am intrigued by the first one. Boise State
0: at number 22 San Diego State. This is that stupid-ass conference where the ranked team jumps in Will and we'll lose. And that is my thought process behind this that San Diego State will lose to Boise State.
1: San Diego State's got a good run defense. I think Boise State will be able to pass the ball on them. I agree with you. This is gonna be unranked, beating ranked. So you and I and Sam go with Boise.
0: Bill that night is like Boise State coming out of the West, too.
1: Yeah, Bill, Mick and Aaron go with San Diego State. All right, we drop down to Saturday, the 27th, the big rivalry game, which I put on the slate. <laughs> I was able to put this on the slate because the point spread was under
0: 10. I sh- I, was I don't know how. I was shocked about that. <laughs> how, after Ohio State destroyed Michigan State, that this game, Ohio State at Michigan, was under 10. I don't see Michigan being able to compete with Ohio State.
1: I guess Ohio State's road game and they're playing number six that kept it slightly (sighs) under 10 points. Nobody has any faith
0: in the Wolverines. No. When When has Harbaugh ever been competitive against the Buckeyes? Now, would I love to see the upset?
1: Oh, hell sure. to the yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Hell to the no. <laughs> hell to the no. Everybody's taking Ohio State. Other rivalry games for this week. Florida State at Florida. My, how the, the mighty have fallen. These two programs Oof, a this decade ago. This to be ago, a
0: marquee matchup. decade up.
1: ago. Uh, yeah. And now they're barely struggling to stay above 500. Yep. You and I are going, Oppo. You're taking the Gators. I'm taking the Knolls. I think the only reason I'm doing this is I'm thinking that Florida just has so much more talent, and Mullen being gone mismanaged them. Yeah,
0: but it's a new. I mm, I think the the talent, the talent at home, at home, (sighs) the distraction, the distraction is what's there for me taking Florida State.
1: Penn State at Michigan State. Michigan State, of course, number 12. James Franklin just got that new contract. He's at ease. He can coach as he wants now. No pressure on him. No distractions from USC or LSU. Michigan State
0: played way,
1: way above their heads this year. Penn State better team. Penn State wins. Michigan State at home. Dave has got agreements from Sam, Nick, Doug, and Aaron. The Big Blue W and I go with the Nittany Lions. We'll jump down here to Oklahoma, number 10, at Oklahoma State, number 7. Oh, this is a big this one. This is
0: a huge one. Oh, man.
1: The winner of this has an outside shot of somehow, if everything falls their way, chaos reigns, getting they into that final slide four. slide
0: in. Right. And this is one of those where... I kind of picked with my head instead of my heart. I want Oklahoma State to win this, but I'm taking Oklahoma because this is that big game that always seems to bite Gundy in the ass. I think he already had that, though. I think he did. He did, but really, things are on the line now. Home game for Oklahoma State. I just don't The know. mullet
1: might be gone, but my heart still rests with
0: Gundy. I hope I'm wrong. I hope He's he... a man! He's 50. He's 50. Is he 50 now? Yeah. <laughs> Is he 50? We had the 10-year anniversary. <laughs> I love
1: him so much. Him and Mike Leach, those guys make college football fun.
0: They do. They don't care what they say. No.
1: It's beautiful. So even though we're going opposite, Dave went with Leach. I'm going with Gundy. So here there in this game, go. Dave has got Sam on his side,
0: and he's got Nick. And everybody else goes, goes with, with Oklahoma the Cowboys.
1: State. Ugh. It's going to be a fun rivalry week, and then, of course, we got championship week coming up, yep. and then the great equalizer.
0: All the freaking bowl
1: we games. We pick every bowl game every year to decide the champion. In sports frenzy for the rick brooks memorial trophy and if you don't Ugh. know who rick shaggy brooks is shame on you
0: we'll tell you the story as we get closer to the presentation of the trophy Yes, you must not have watched our cable access show <laughs> 30 years ago <laughs> that being said we killed off rick shaggy brooks in every episode before it became a thing to kill kenny on south park
1: <laughs> that is true So we have got tons more to talk about here. Don't forget to check out the weekend edition where we've got reviews, um, including Red Notice and the new Psych movie
0: on Peacock.
1: (laughs) This is Gus. But, of course, here we've got much more sports to talk about. The Conquistador and I will be right back. Stay tuned.
0: Mmm, yes. Listen, you will, to Sports Frenzy 2.0, you must. Much to learn from the Maestro and Conquistador there is for entertainment every Saturday. On Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and everywhere are they found. Happy Turkey Day to all you Sports Frenzy fans out there. This is the Conquistador Dave Height. And I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. Here we are, recording November 24th, Blackout Wednesday. This will drop on Thanksgiving. Major League Baseball time in this segment.
1: Silly season continues for one more week, because December the 1st... Lockout begins. We all know it's coming,
0: so everybody's spending crazy, stupid money to a point. To a point. And I'm sorry. Baseball labor disputes here are the absolute worst, the most incompetent decisions by both sides. They can never get it figured out. It's pathetic.
1: Yep. Yeah. We've had labor disputes in all the major sports in the past, but.
0: None the NFL, the on. NFL
1: knows you're you're messing with the goose that laid the golden egg, so those get wrapped up the quickest. But you know, with baseball, with basketball, with hockey, I hate to call them fringe sports, but when you compare them to the NFL, they are. They are. So that's where they get they get very arrogant, and one side says. We're in power. We're in charge. The other side says, We're no, we're in power. We're in charge. And that's where you get these. What we're going to get here in baseball a stupid long lockout that helps nobody and destroys the fan base,
0: yep. discourages the fan base. And why do you think the fans are fleeing from baseball other than three and a half to four hour games? It's they're sick of this piddly bullshit labor disputes. It's the stupid ass contracts and money. It's the asshole idiot agent, Scott Boris. <clears throat> <laughs> it's absolute stupidity. Multi billionaires arguing with billionaires. Yeah. It, yes. It's and we just hear that bad. time and time again. Stupid guaranteed contracts. Speaking of which, Justin Verlander coming off.
1: Tommy John surgery, the Astros bring him back for $25 million for one year. Ridiculous. Especially given his age, yeah. pushing 40. Yeah, You don't know what you're going to get. How is his body going to bounce back?
0: How After his... he's been bouncing with his wife.
1: I'd bounce on Kate Upton any day of the week. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
0: But I'm, that's surpri- a that's I'm a surprised
1: thing. he's coming back. That's the thing. Yeah. That's taking time away from bouncing on her. (laughs) Um, What kind
0: of rehab was he doing? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to the topic at hand. This reminds
1: me of a song (laughs) we heard on Skid Row's concert last week. Big Guns. (laughs) (laughs) Weekend edition. Sebastian Bach concert review. (laughs) All right. We also have. A guy who really, I liked him when he was at the Reds. He went to the Giants, pitched very well this year. Anthony DiSclefani gets a three-year $36 million deal. I like the fact the Giants are doing what they do. They always fly under the radar. They spend wisely. Exactly. They don't get stupid. This is a very smart deal for them to lock him up for another three years for a reasonable amount of money. Yeah. Kind of similar to a Kyle Hendricks deal, which what the is what the Cubs pulled a couple years back. St. Louis. I don't know how much I like Stephen Matz, but they lock him up for four years and 44 million. Again, not a ton of money in the, the grand scheme of things, but I take D any day over Matz. Agreed. Matts with his, his mediocre history with the Mets. And then he goes to Toronto, and he has one great year of Toronto, and now
0: he's, again, he's not cashing in. This is not a huge deal. No, but I think it's probably one year too many for him. Well, and plus,
1: left-handed pitching. It's always left-handed pitching. (sighs) Everybody overpays for left-handed pitching. So I think that's what you're seeing here. Now, of course, the White Sox are stocking up on closers. (laughs)
0: Yep, we got a third closer, Kendall Graveman. Um, it's still a pending deal, three-year deal. Uh, get him out of Houston, which will be good. Now, this, this leaves the great and glorious freaking pterodactyl has been washed up, didn't do a goddamn thing for us, Kimbrel, available for trade. Who is going to be stupid enough to trade for him? There's going to be somebody out there. Oh, my God. Kimbrel cannot be a setup guy. He's shown that. My God. He went closing Did for the you, Cubs.
1: Do you get tired of that whole crap where these guys say it's all, well, oh, I have a I have a closer mentality. No, I, bullshit. You pitch, you get guys out. That's your job. You pitch, you, you get guys treat out. treat
0: every inning as the ninth. Inning, it was absolutely stupid. He had a zero ERA closing for the Cubs. He comes in pitching the eighth inning for the Sox, and his ERA jumps up to over nine. Absolutely ridiculous.
1: And you can't fault the White Sox because, in in that respect, they weren't going to unseat Liam Hendricks. Oh, hell Liam no! Liam Hendricks just made first team All MLB.
0: He was a Cy Young finalist.
1: So the only question I have is why bring a Kimbrel into that situation?
0: They were hoping to have a lights out 7, 8, and 9 with Kopech, Kimbrel, and Hendricks. And it didn't work. Yep. And now you bring Graveman in, so... Graveman went from closer, and he did very well adjusting to that 8th inning setup role for Houston. So I'm liking this move much better than the Kimbrel move.
1: And the thing that was interesting about Graveman is, if you remember, remember when Seattle, right before the trade deadline, traded him to Houston? Yeah. And they thought everybody in the locker room was like, oh, great, we're bailing on the season. Yeah. And somehow, credit to Scott Service, the manager, brought them all back together, and they made a run and just fell short of the postseason even after they traded their closer graveman now of course the big signing of the week this will tell you about baseball in a nutshell you can judge this as you will i wanted to give dave and i a couple minutes to talk about this because this is a ridiculous slash unbelievably smart signing Wander franco Shortstop, Tampa Bay Rays, wonderkind, be-all, end-all prospect, gets brought up last year by the Rays, plays 70 games, plays very well. The Rays, being a a small market, small budget team, saw enough of him in 70 games to give him an 11-year deal with 12 years as an option maxing out at 223 million <sighs> as it is looks like 185 million guaranteed plus wow for 70 games god I mean, that's... this is this Ugh. is what we're seeing we're seeing this with Tatis <laughs> Ozuna you know you Acuña we're seeing this when you got a, a young stud and he shows up and he plays well for a season half a season season and a half you lock him up yeah
0: but that's still a long term lot of money out there he blows his knee out next year guess what he's done yep you go that long that's scary the Sox have been smart they've gone for five years to get guys locked up at a reasonable amount right That is what you should be looking at as you go. You can't keep doing these 10-year-plus deals, especially as guys get older. Can I tell you the
1: one that that really this year came back to bite people like you and me who think that way? Because I agree with you. I'm 100% with you. If we were running a team, which we should be, we should be in charge of... At least one franchise in every major sport. And, and we they should would be all running. be champions.
0: They would all be champions. And we should be running every front office for the sports leagues themselves.
1: But the one that came back this year to bite us is the Bryce Harper deal. Maybe. Now I don't necessarily believe he had an M V P year. But Bryce Harper, and we'll get, we're will we going to get to the rest of the awards here in a minute. Bryce Harper was the NL MVP with the Phillies. He led that team to mediocrity. Just like he did with the Nationals, because last time I checked, they won the title after, after he left. left. But they the Phillies locked him up long term. He had a couple years to settle in. He put up really good numbers this year finished strong which i think is
0: what he happened Finished skewed strong.
1: the numbers
0: that that's the thing just because he finished strong does not mean he should have been there to win the award and the i season. still think
1: you still need to in baseball especially i wouldn't have a problem with it in any sport <sighs> to be honest with you but in baseball especially count the postseason. Don't vote for MVP or Cy Young, any of the awards, until the postseason is done. You should count what a player or a pitcher does in the postseason towards being an MVP. Bryce Harper right now is a perfect example of this because he didn't get in the playoffs. He didn't get his team into the playoffs, but he's an MVP? Mm, that does not compute, sorry. This isn't an Andre Dawson-type year with the Cubs, where even though the Cubs were terrible that year, Dawson he led every was statistical so unbelievably fantastic
0: that you couldn't deny he was the best player on the field. Across the entire National League, yeah. There were other players out there more suited to winning the MVP than Bryce Harper. Now, in the American League, you there was no dispute. There was
1: no dispute. No. Unanimous pick, and I, I still think this will go down as the greatest year ever by
0: a player is Shohei Ohtani. My God, this guy harkened back old to school. old school, doing it on the mound, in the field, at the plate. I mean, defensively as a pitcher, he was pretty damn good. But being the DH, out-hitting everybody, unbelievable. And
1: the sad thing is, I know he he had a little bit of an injury issue here over the past couple seasons. He puts his teammate Mike Trout to shame, in my opinion, with this
0: year. Oh, God, yes. Mike
1: Mike Trout should... How are the Angels not winning that division every year with these
0: two? You know. And the genius manager, Joe Madden. I I get tired of hearing Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player. Really? Didn't we hear that about Bryce Harper when he came into the league, too? Perfect. Because we were just talking about this. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, what have they
1: done to make their team champions? Answer? Nothing. Nothing. And you can say that about Shohei Otani if you want. You can rip on him and say, well, he didn't get the Angels in the playoffs. But again, look
0: what he did. He was by far and away the best overall player in the American League. In all of baseball. If there was an overall MVP, he would have won it. He did it at the plate. He did it on the mound. Right. He did what he could on both offense and defense and he had nothing around him right in a much much more impressive what he did than bryce harper sorry and
1: it's just i don't want to go on a diatribe about the angels but how the hell does Artie moreno Pay all this goddamn money year after year after year for nothing. Everybody forgets he's invested thirty million a year in Anthony Rendon too. Yeah. So he's got three players out there: Rendon, Trout, and Otani, who should be dominating the league. They can't finish above five hundred. Doesn't matter if you have Socha.
0: Doesn't matter if you have Madden coaching them. No. What is the
1: problem
0: with that It's because you're team? wrapping up too much damn money in a couple of players that you can't get anybody else in. Or you get the big pull host Again. was there for how long yeah. and how much pool did you host, pay great, him? Great point, Dave. How much did you pay an aging pull that you One couldn't of those bring long-term any? long-term deals we were just talking about. Yeah, that hamstrung that team from bringing anybody else in.
1: And then what do they do? Do they learn? No. Right on the heels of that, they do the same thing with Trout and
0: Rendon. And Trout, you got to worry about injuries year in and year out now.
1: And Rendon is obviously not playing nearly as well as they thought he would when they brought him in from Washington.
0: You get paid,
1: you disappear. you got to wonder if at some point in time, the Rays don't know what the hell they're doing. Even with this ridiculous Wander Franco deal, they know they're minimizing their risk. Yeah. Okay, they're paying this kid. It's going to end up being what? Two, $20 million a year, 18, 17?
0: Yeah. But if he ends up being even halfway decent? It's going to wind up being halfway decent deal. And I wonder if they're
1: not going to do the same thing soon with uh, Randy Rosarino, because that guy was unbelievable.
0: Now yeah. he's the rookie of the year. Well, in the let, in the American League, let's go back League. in the day with those long term deals. What did the Rangers do with Arod? And then he wasn't living up to it, and they dumped him off on New York. <laughs> New York gave him another dumb deal, and Arod
1: basically had one great postseason.
0: And that was it. And now he's up for the Hall of Fame.
1: We'll get to that in a second, too.
0: Got to wrap up the
1: awards, though. We did talk about last week about the rookies. So I brought up a Reina again just because I love that guy. He was a stud in the playoffs last year. He was Absolutely great this year. unbelievable. I'm shocked that he didn't get the deal that Wander Franco did.
0: Oh, I know. Because if you would that's lock misplaced. those two in,
1: you lock those two in, long-term Tampa You're Bay. You're gold.
0: Holy shit. Holy shit. You are gold in that regard.
1: Then, then, if I'm Tampa Bay, then I go to the city council and I say, give us a goddamn better ballpark or we are moving. Look at these two young studs. We've got locked up. Yeah. yeah well, that's Anybody will take us. The
0: Tropicana Field we can is move to holding Portland. them back.
1: Yes, it's a dump. It's a dump. I've been there. It's a dump. It's even you can move the stadium closer to Raymond James where the Bucks play. That's all you've got to do. You will get so many more people.
0: Convenience.
1: Driving, driving from the Orlando
0: is a disaster where it's at.
1: Driving from Orlando, if I drive from Orlando to Raymond James, it's not even 2 hours. But if I have to take that dreaded left turn down to St. Petersburg to go to the Tropicana Dome, that's an extra hour.
0: Yeah, and it's not even, it's in probably the most inconvenient place in St. Petersburg. Yes, right on the southern tip. It is absolutely, completely out of the way of everything. You can keep that team in Tampa and make it
1: viable. you just got to make it more accessible. Put it closer between
0: Tampa and St. Pete. And you would have such a better draw. Tampa fans are
1: not bad fans. They've shown it with the But they're not going to deal
0: with the damn traffic and go out
1: of their way. Just driving from Tampa to St. Pete. Is a nightmare. An hour of bad traffic. You shouldn't have to deal with that. No. Cy Young Awards go to Corbin Burns of the Brewers. Okay. Doesn't excite me. Doesn't Mm -hmm. do much for me, but. All right, whatever. Yeah, I know he beat the the Cubs up, but everybody
0: did. So, big deal. Big whoop. American League, Robbie Ray from the Blue Jays had a phenomenal season well-deserved there your guy was in the uh, the finals yeah as a closer liam hendricks was there dallas keichel or no not keichel i was gonna say are you have you lost your mind i was thinking dallas keichel <laughs> i was thinking he's the one who should not have been in the mix god you're you're killing me, small. This cold is kicking my ass. I gave you an opening
1: and you blew it completely. God. I think you were thinking of Lance Lynn. Yes. (laughs) God. Kids, it wouldn't be sports frenzy if we didn't have fun with our screw ups. Exactly. Lance Lynn was in the finals. Yeah, finished
0: third. Yes. Uh, What was it? Hendricks finished in the top 10. Giolito was up there. Rodon was up there. Now, Rodon's out there as a free agent. He is. And I think the Sox are possibly looking to bring him him back on a free agent deal for the right amount. Yeah. And what did I tell you about the Cubs? What did I tell you? Oh, we're going to spend money. They're not going to spend a dime. Liars. They're not going to do a thing.
1: All right. Last thing in baseball. Hall of Fame balloting. The ballots are out. The election will be finalized, I believe, late January 2022. Yep. But this the the big significant thing about this ballot is this is the last chance for a lot of the steroid era stars. Barry Bonds, Roger Roger Clemens. Clemens. Now... Do you see the writers caving at the last minute and letting some
0: of these guys in? I have heard some of the writers thinking that they might start to cave a little bit, but I don't think enough of them will.
1: I've always said that the two that I could see them actually putting in are Bonds and Clements. They would have
0: been Hall of Famers regardless of right. the cheating. if they had not cheated at the back half of their careers. They were going to be in anyway. But at the same time, if you do that, then baseball has to reevaluate Pete Rose. I've always said that.
1: I agree with you on that. There's no way in hell. If you're going to put steroid users in, then you put Pete Rose in. Pete Rose
0: was arguably the greatest hitter in baseball history. Yep, agreed. And so he bet on the game. He never bet on his own team.
1: Yep. All right, NASCAR, real quick. Of course, we're in the off season now. <sighs> Dave has homework to do again. I have. Decided... Oh, I forgot about that. No, not that. We got more for you.
0: Oh, God. All now, right, we're not talking on. about the clash
1: at the Coliseum.
0: Hold on. Let me write.
1: <laughs> I love this. Dave's got his notebook. He's got to write down because he knows. I turn to him for all the NASCAR. There is going to be practice and qualifying in 2022, Dave. Yes. But, but there is a new knockout format that you are going to have to research and inform all of us about in the coming weeks, because of course NASCAR just—they can't just go back to a normal practice no, and qualifying I'm schedule. They're gonna do
0: something stupid like Formula One. It's different for every track. Oh, format. for Christ! This is absolutely freaking stupid. Let them practice qualifying. Is your bonsai run? fastest qualifying lap gets the poll end no, of discussion you're gonna love this i just i
1: guarantee you're gonna love this because it's like one of those group group group, group oh. knockout format that is so that- you could have you could again we know how tracks change during the course of a day based on sun temperature weather So you can have one group that has all the fastest times and one group that has all the slowest times, but the same amount of people are going to qualify from that group.
0: And you know, it does play in because there was one year for one of the race, the August race at Michigan back in the mid nineties when my dad and I went up for qualifying. Sunny day, not a damn cloud in the sky. It's getting late in qualifying. There's clouds kind of off in the distance that are starting to make their way. There was a blown engine. Jeff Gordon was two cars back from qualifying. Evernham, under his guys that, oh, crew chiefs can inspect the track, took as much freaking time as he could to inspect the track to make sure that the oil from the blown motor was cleaned up enough, waiting to see if that cloud was going to cover the sun to get the shade to cool the track down just enough for Gordon's qualifying run. 90% of the fans booed the living hell out of him for that. For the gamesmanship in that regard, delaying it out. It, it, it took him, you know, a good five minutes to get it cleaned up. But then he delayed it an extra five, almost 10 minutes with getting out there, walking around, and then taking his time getting back. Did not get the cloud cover. Did not get the pole. <laughs> F you.
1: All right, let's end our racing discussion on a happy note. That was a happy note. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations to Tony Stewart and Leah Pruitt. They officially tied the knot this past week. Good for them. So now are they officially the first couple of racing?
0: I believe that would be correct.
1: I'm just glad to see Smoke finally Tying the knot and then throwing away his bachelor days. His, yep,
0: and now he's going to be an NHRA owner, funny car and Top Fuel. Yeah. I've always I've always said, smoke
1: is the best thing in racing. He's a great owner. He was a great racer. He, he he's just one of does, the
0: best personalities. He's out
1: ambassador there. for racing. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's better than Jeff Gordon. He's better than Jimmy Johnson. He's got personality and character. Yeah. One more note here. In college hoops before we move on to our final segment where we'll clean up some loose ends. We've got some miscellaneous stuff to talk about. But I'm going to bring up something from last week here in a couple minutes to get Dave's feedback. The whole Duke DWI debacle. Oh, God. Hmm. And now Coach K again shows his true colors.
0: You kids know I talked about this last week. Now it's a conquistadors time. See, I haven't heard any. I have not followed up on the story because I was so pissed and knew that nepotism was going to take the day because Coach K's daughter is high up in the athletic department.
1: If you kids don't remember what happened, Coach K's grandson and the star freshman, Pablo Bonchero, were arrested on a DWI. Coach K decided Bonchero did not have to miss a game, did not have to sit. That was
0: crap. In stumbled and in through a press
1: conference afterwards. Basically saying, "Well, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's two different things. It's two different issues. Blah, blah, blah. I told you years ago, Dave. Coach even K before, was evil. Even before we did this podcast, when Grayson Allen, that piece of crap, was tripping players, trying to hurt them on the court, and Coach K kept saying, oh, he's not doing anything wrong. Nothing wrong with him. Coach K's image is so Tarnished. far overblown. He's For a For the good bag. by the media. He's just as bad as the rest of them. He is not, he's not a virtuous, <laughs> angelic figure. He's a no, piece of crap. He's like a win all at all of
0: costs. He's even worse than most of them. Because he touts himself as this ambassador for basketball and the love of college basketball, and he's there for the players and to develop them as upstanding young men. No, he's a frickin'
1: hack. He's just as bad as the rest of them. And until you people realize that, you realize he's just as bad as Bob Huggins, just as bad as Mike Bray, just as bad as Jim Calipari. Well, maybe not as bad as as, uh, Patino. Oh, Patino is the devil. Patino's the worst. But these guys, look at Mark Few. Up until this past year, we all thought he was going to be the next guy to lead college football or college basketball into the future. And he gets nailed with an overabundance DUI. Well over the legal limit.
0: Yep. Not not good,
1: kids. All right. More stuff coming here. Sports Frenzy 2.0. We'll be right back.
0: This is Coach K. And after my retirement from college basketball, I plan to become an analyst on Sports Frenzy 2.0 with the Maestro and the Conquistador every Thursday on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page.
1: All right, kids, whether you like it or not, you got one more segment of me, the maestro, Kevin Crane.
0: Along with me, the conquistador, Dave
1: Height. We got to wrap up the loose ends here. And then we've got our moments of silence. And, of course, plenty of time left over for the dumbasses of the week. But we would Uh. be remiss if we didn't start off with the NBA and my favorite person of all time, LeBron James.
0: You know, it was nice to see the league actually hold him accountable for his role in that dust up. He instigated it. He did. And he got ejected, and at least he got suspended for a game as well without pay. Oh, God. And
1: Anthony Davis tried to put forth some kind of. Anthony Davis is an idiot. The eyebrow put forth some kind of stupid half-ass defense of LeBron James. Well, you don't know how some people are going to react. Yeah, if somebody elbows me in the face, I'm going to react by throwing another elbow or punching you. What do you expect me to do?
0: It's going to happen.
1: Uh Every time something like this happens, it lessens my opinion of LeBron James. And I still, to this day, do not think he is one of the top ten players of all time. I just don't. And this stuff just reinforces the fact that I am correct. There you go. I'm not putting him ahead of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm not putting him ahead of Magic Johnson. I'm not putting him ahead of Dr. J or Michael Michael Jordan. I mean, there I could just list name after name. You people out there are so... F- Fucking
0: obsessed with LeBron James. He's not that good. (laughs) Bill Russell. Oh, Bill Russell, of course. Chamberlain.
1: Wilt the Stilt. Are we talking about how many people you slept with or basketball? Basketball. (laughs)
0: Come on. Well, in that case. He probably wins both. (laughs) He wins both. There are so many players throughout the history.
1: You're starting to see the cracks, the chinks in the armor of LeBron James now because he's realizing now with Clay Thompson coming back for the Warriors, LeBron knows he ain't winning the West. He is not. He's got to go through the Suns. He's got to go through the Nuggets. And now the Warriors are at full strength. Bye-bye, LeBron.
0: Where's your next
1: super team
0: going to be? You know, every 10 to 15 years, you have the rise of that dominant player. Steph
1: Ed. Curry is better. Steph Curry is better than LeBron James. Steph Curry is better than LeBron James. And I'll say that right now. I will for say a LeBron had
0: a five year run as the top player.
1: I could live with that. I could live with that until Steph Curry came along. Right. But do not tell me LeBron James is one of the top <clears throat> 10 players of all time because no. he's not. Give me Kobe.
2: Kobe, and I didn't
1: even like Kobe that much. I'd go with you. Kobe was better. At least Kobe, God, I don't want to say this because I hate the trademark Mamba mentality, but But, he did have that, I'm going to fucking win the game. If I don't, I don't, but if I do, then you'll kiss my ass at the end.
0: And that was Kobe's homage to Jordan when it came down. That's what I
1: did like about Kobe was that Kobe was not he afraid. Had that killer Like LeBron, killer take the instinct. last shot.
0: LeBron is showing he's
1: afraid to take the last shot. Yeah.
0: Kobe and Jordan wanted the damn ball. They were going- For better to- or worse. Right. They had Jordan, the killer- it was mostly better. Kobe is about 50-50. Right. But they had the killer instinct. Right. To put the dagger in your heart.
1: Yep. So, if you love LeBron- good my for ass. you you're wrong <laughs> but good for you sacramento kings fired head coach luke walton so i well of course this is the nba i was gonna say in the nfl he'd be done after two failed head coaching stints no but, in the NBA, but you, he's
0: you, he's an nba legacy so he'll probably get another run so what his dad's gonna like stop watching
1: dead and company on tour and come back and vouch for him so he can get yet another
0: job probably he's gonna open up his his peyote bag
1: (laughs) to the next team that's gonna say he's gonna check and make sure he can move to a state where he can open a pot store
0: yes yes he will jesus failed with
1: the lakers failed with the kings notice the pattern both west coast teams Hmm. hmm Now, we talked about a week or two ago, some of the surprise teams in the NBA were the Wizards and the Cavaliers. Cavaliers, unfortunately, I think that little Cinderella run they had at the beginning of the year is done because Colin Sexton tore his meniscus. He's done for the year. So I think they're going to start fading. The
0: overachieving is starting to
1: rear up. Now, Colin Sexton, this is the thing. We don't talk about the NBA that much. We don't like the NBA that much, but I did do a little research on this. Colin Sexton's been in the league for four years. He's averaged 20 points a game in the four years he's been in. Not bad. Not a bad player. That's good. So this is a big hit for the Cavaliers. Finally, good for the general managers. Good for the executives in the NBA. They are forming a coalition, an association, to start supporting the executives and coaches who are accused of sexual misconduct Good and misbehavior because i get a little tired of this crap it always seems to be a certain class of people it always seems to be a certain group that gets accused accused of this. so maybe this is what needs to happen Maybe a union of some sort needs to be put together to make sure that these charges that are filed are not frivolous and not just a money grab or not just a way to force an owner out or an executive out that people don't like.
0: I like it. We
1: talked about the Clippers. It's so easy to make an
0: accusation and have that Get a run of its own with no evidence, just an allegation, and that destroys somebody's life. It's way too easy. And I know you're thinking, "Well, you're
1: gonna destroy a billionaire's life." Blah blah. blah." I still don't like (laughs) the fact. It's not
0: against billionaires and rich people. It's it's right and wrong. It's right and there's a damn TikTok thing for high school students calling teachers pedophiles that's gained traction. There was a thing that I read a news link that came up over in Britain. Some teacher got accused and the police said, well, it doesn't meet any criteria for further investigation. It was kind of a joke. Oh, this teacher touched me. Yeah, he touched me on the shoulder. He patted me on the back. It's like one of the new fads. It's freaking ridiculous.
1: And that's why I don't like this. I don't like any of this. Good for these GMs and these executives. Unfortunately, yes, they are millionaires. But they need to protect themselves against the billionaire owners and the multi-million dollar players. If they get a bug up their ass and they want to hold a grudge
0: Oh, you didn't give me the contract I deserved. You're
1: evil. College hoops. We have not talked about college hoops yet. Other than Kay being a douche. Well, our teams. Notre Dame. I
0: don't follow college basketball.
1: Oh, come on. You follow the Irish. Uh, Actually, no, I don't. The Irish are three and one. Okay. The Hurricanes are three and one.
0: Yeah. College basketball. I don't care. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I don't give a rat's ass. Blackhawks, you're doing better. More or less. They they won four straight, dropped one, won one, and dropped another one last night. Wound up losing five to two. I actually first game I watched this season was last night. I watched most of the first period and part of the second period and they actually looked better than they have in a while. I didn't watch the third when they fell apart and gave up three unanswered goals. So, I don't know. Coaching move was needed. Colleton had to go. They did get a new assistant coach, Rob Cookson. Uh, Another one, Jared Nightingale, and then they elevated Mark Crawford to associate coach. So. The change was needed. The team seems to be responding overall, but it's a long road. There's so much to overcome from the last couple seasons. And then they did reach an agreement to go to mediation with Kyle Beach in that whole scenario, so we'll see what transpires there.
1: Then, of course... um, just breaking today there was a disturbing situation with Minnesota Vikings Everson Griffin
0: wow he he, he had a uh, a breakdown a few years ago where he had to get some help and this seems to be a recurrence where he felt he was threatened and Posted a video calling for help that somebody was trying to get him and kill him and his family, and reports are he discharged a firearm, but nobody was hurt. So didn't want to let the police in for fear that it was somebody who was to get him, but they're getting him the help he needs. So thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. And... It was another concussion I was not say, too long I, ago I, I was from waiting, a car accident.
1: I was waiting. Um, I've been waiting to hear about CTE. There was a know?
0: car accident not that long ago for him that resulted in a concussion, and so I don't know if that's going to be part of it. How many he's had, or if who knows what sort of instability is there. So. Really hope for the best for this poor kid and his family. Well, not kid, but this guy and his family. Oh,
1: talk about the rich getting richer. The Staples Center will now oh be my called God. the Crypto.com Arena. Really? In a $700 million naming deal. The thing that will really make you throw up in your mouth a little bit about this is the fact that in 1999, when the Staples Center opened, it cost three hundred and seventy five million to build. And now the naming deal alone is seven
0: hundred million. That's sad. It's pathetic is what it is and what's more sad is cryptocurrency has the money I have
1: no idea what fucking cryptocurrency is no idea we're smart people we're college graduates I have no fucking idea what cryptocurrency is it's ridiculous no we can't go down to the drugstore like we did when we were kids and we can't buy a freaking <laughs> trading card pack no it's got to
0: be now you an know, nft, NFT. purchased with a cryptocurrency yeah. and you don't know how much it actually is worth you spend $10 you are so and you could have 10,000 in crypto coins but you don't actually know what the real value of it is what it changes so radically day to day hour to hour It makes the stock market look stable. Yeah, and we all know I hate
1: the stock market. I hate it. And I've done research and I've tried to figure out the stock market. And what little knowledge I have is nothing compared to the ignorance I have of this cryptocurrency
0: bullshit. Oh my God. All right, You know, it, it, it makes me think back in the day that maybe my youngest boy wasn't that far off when he started his own currency with his Nick Bucks. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Second grader writing out Nick Bucks. There you go. <laughs> Trading them at school. <laughs> Coming up Friday. I hope this is not
1: the end of the rivalry. I hope this just makes it that much better. 4 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Dave and I will be doing other things, but for all of you out there who want to see, hopefully, the nastiest rivalry in golf get just a little bit dirtier
0: Oh, we could only hope. Bryson
1: Shambo and, and Bray, oh,
0: Brooks Kepka going head-to-head with this year's match. Uh, they had the touchy, feel-good story coming out of the Ryder Cup. They had their moment. We'll see if they can put it behind. To me, Kepka is the one that needs this. He is the one who's really struggled with his play. Over the last year, I know injuries are there, but he not really taken a lot of things seriously. And if he really wants to be considered right now, one of the top PGA golfers, he needs to step his game up starting with this. And he can't be playing these stupid ass mind games. He needs to put up or shut up on the course. I agree completely,
1: completely agree. Um, even though DeChambeau has only won the one major, he plays far better. If he can refine, if Deschambeau gets this offseason, you know, clear his head, refine his game in other aspects, you're right. He will surpass Kepka. Kepka has the injury as an excuse. He's got to get over that, and he's got to prove. But we've seen Jordan Spieth do this. We've seen Rory McIlroy do this, where they come out of the gate strong and they win two or three majors, and then they fade.
0: Yeah, they say, oh, well, it's not a big tournament, so I'll just slough off. And it's a cut missed here, a cut missed there, and they're in a downward spiral. And they've blown any chance they had at being one of the greats. Right. And
1: now all of a sudden... We're not going to talk about Tiger Woods in his video, and everybody's already already betting on Tiger Woods to win the Masters. You <sighs> idiots, dumb you morons!
0: Asses. He's not even going to be able to compete. But that being here.
1: said, Jack Nicholas, and then his numbers up there for total majors won. If these guys keep pulling this crap, like you said, great point. They they flame out too early. They can't sustain the momentum. I mean, Mickelson's won what seven or eight? And now he looks like a god compared yeah. to these guys because all of a sudden Spieth can't win any anymore. McElroy can't win anymore. Nope. And if Kepka does not, like you said, sustain his momentum. He's really got to pull they're his, head out of his ass. They're all gonna be there winning three or four or five. And the, okay, they'll go in the golf hall of fame someday, but they're never gonna be even close to being legends like we thought they would be. Right. And finally, very serious topic we want to bring up here real quick. The saga of Peng
0: Shui. Oh my god, this this is a humans human rights story. Like no other this year. How China continually gets away with hiding or putting away their citizens. This poor tennis player came out accusing her coach of abuses, and she suddenly has disappeared. Which we know happens in China and everybody's starting to call out. Where is she? Where is she? What's going on? There's video and I'm using air quotes showing that she's okay. Uh, no. How about you actually bring her out of China to an event and prove to people that she's actually okay. And why do we continually bow down and allow China to pull this shit.
1: Because it's the same reason that we allow Russia, anybody descends in Russia, they get poisoned and die. Same reason that anybody that crosses the Clintons suddenly disappears and ends and up dies. in a car in a river somewhere, drowned. Or Uh-oh. they commit oh, suicide Dave.
0: by shooting themselves in the back of the head. I think I hear the Twice. black helicopters
1: coming. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to joke about this, though. I do joke because of the fact that we, we... We joke because it's frickin' true! We bring this to light. Other journalists obviously bring this to light. For once, they do their job, and they do it well, and they point this out, and it's ignored, and it's scoffed at, and it's laughed at, and it should not be. We need to see Peng Shui live on video with other people around. Not, not in China! Right. Non-Chinese journalists, journalists from independent sources, the UK, it doesn't have to be America, just give us some independent journalists who go in and talk to her and find out if she's all right. This is the freaking awful world we live in. We'll keep you updated on this. Now, our moments of silence. Dave's got a couple. And then we'll move on to our dumb asses of the week.
0: And I have got a ton of them for you, kids. Yep. We've got a couple of moments of silence for baseball. Former All-Star relief pitcher Doug Jones, third most career saves in Cleveland franchise history, passed away. As had Bill Verdun. Major League player, coach, and manager who won two World Series with the Pirates. Thoughts and prayers to their families. All right. I have so many
1: dumbasses. It's ridiculous. I've only got eight minutes to work with, so... Speed round, go! Henry Ruggs! Wow, shocking. Again. Shocking. Uh. He misses his alcohol test to keep him under house arrest. He's already gotten the break where of he gets being under house arrest, and he can't do the, he can't show up for the alcohol test. Oh, oh!
0: The lawyer blames oh, the equipment. It the his his he was not notified by the text to his phone because oh, oops, we gave the wrong phone number. Then they
1: say, oh, he quote unquote self-tested. Yeah, that's what I do when I see a picture of a Jennifer Aniston bikini shot. I self-test.
0: Okay. Actually, that's the whole thing is he's (laughs) supposed to have the breathalyzer that he Yeah. Bullshit. He got lucky. If this guy gets
1: off, I said this a month ago. Celebrity
0: privilege.
1: If he gets off. With less than 10 years, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. So mad. Speaking of which, the Chiefs have also graciously announced Ugh. that they decided to quote-unquote help Ariel Young, the victim of Britt Reed, in that tragic car accident. What took so fucking long? How magnanimous, how generous of the Chiefs to actually help to pay the
0: victim of the assistant coach drinking on premises. It took them way too freaking long to step up to do this. This thing, I'm telling you, this thing just makes me
1: so angry and so mad. This is just as bad as Henry Ruggs, just as bad, if not worse. Agree. Because they facilitated this. The Raiders, at least, aren't held liable for what Henry Ruggs
0: did. Because it was way off. He did it on his own. Reed was on freaking Kansas City Chiefs' property. He was at the freaking facility. How dare you act like you're so generous? You know what? So wonderful. If you're We're going to help the family, you're responsible. And guess what? It took you way too damn long to do this. You should have been out front and center right from the moment it happened taking care of this. You're as despicable as Reed. And we talked about earlier
1: how the NFL is so big. This is why big is dangerous, is because you know the NFL has been trying to figure out a way to cover this up to keep it down this would have been massive news anywhere else if it wasn't the nfl we've talked about tony dungy in the past we now we talk about andy <laughs> Reid.
0: oh we've got zach stacy former running back who on video beating the hell out of his ex-girlfriend this douchebag needs to go away. She's had restraining orders against him, and he violated them, and he's still out.
1: But the NFL is so wonderful and awesome and makes so much money that we just brush all this stuff under the carpet, under the rug. Now, on a lighter note, even though I still don't like this crap, I've called out the Mahomes family. Now I'm calling out Matthew Stafford's wife. I don't care if she had brain surgery. I don't care. She's throwing stuff at 49ers fans as the Rams are getting their asses handed to them. I don't care if she's throwing pretzels. I don't care what she's doing. Would these people... These spouses, these children, stop going to these away games where you start throwing stuff at the fans at the home stadium when they're kicking your ass. Just suck it
0: up. You lost. You deal with it. You don't do it at home. You don't do it on the road. You show class and dignity. Or you just have to say, sorry, family members not allowed. That's what I Blood like. One strike and you're
1: out. That's what I like. No more visiting family members. Not on a wagon. Lock them up in a booth. You can't tell me they don't have access? Well, again, we, we talked about the Kansas City
2: Packers oh, the game.
1: the Packers with Jordan, loves Jordan Love's
0: family up in the fucking nosebleeds.
1: But you guarantee, Pat, Pat Mahomes family. Yeah, I was saying, Pat Mahomes family. Matthew Stafford's wife—they don't have access to luxury a suite, a box. Keep them away from the riffraff. Then they
0: shouldn't be going to most of these anyway.
1: Oh God! Anyway, Antonio <coughs> Brown. Fake vaccination card. Ugh. Supposedly he's been exonerated of this, but just the fact—the still... rumor—the rumor had to come out. The rumor had to be. Refuted. And it had to be him.
0: It had to be him.
1: The Buccaneers, with all the miscreants and the train wrecks on that roster, have done such a great job over the last two years of keeping the ship as close to right as they possibly could. But he's still going to have
0: shit like this with him. Finally. Dumbasses do as dumbasses do. I am
1: sick and tired of the NFL's taunting penalties. I am sick and tired of the unsportsmanlike conduct, idiocy they're perpetrating. The Lions got a penalty between quarters because somebody made a joke about Jadavion Clowney's mother. whoop de doo Clyde Edwards-Alaire got a taunting penalty because he briefly pointed a Cowboys defender as he strolled into the end zone in their 19-9 win. This, this is is enough. ridiculous. It's enough. It's enough with this. I was all for I didn't like the celebrations in the end zone. So you allow those, but now you won't let anybody to do anything
0: on the field. The only thing that's taunting is if you're standing over somebody you just laid out. Or if you actually run into somebody, or if you stroll along and actually make it to the sideline, there you go. But it's out of control. It's ridiculous. Another one of
1: these points of emphasis. That
0: I just, every They're fucking I stupid. The points of emphasis
1: coming out of the meetings. That tells you the NFL
0: doesn't know what the hell they're doing.
1: Say goodbye to the kids, Dave. Goodbye to the kids, Dave. Check out the weekend edition. Reviews of Red Notice and Psych 3. This is Gus. Sebastian
0: Bach concert recap. That's right. For all you old school 80s hair metal fans, we are there for you. We'll catch you next week, kids. Happy Turkey Day.